Time now for the Aggie Guys Sports Spectacular with your hosts, Larry Smith, Brad Sturdy, and Mike Kegley. November's upon us. That means things get interesting from here on. As uh, AM, we've got them taking on Ole Miss this week. Larry Smith, Mike Kegley, Brad Sturdy. Glad you're here for another week, another show of Aggies, guys, Sports Spectacular. All right, fellas, uh, AM, it's <laughs> almost feels like rinse and repeat, right? I mean, this is the team that some of their parts, it seems like they should be better. And here they are. They're five and three, and a chance to finally go on the road where they have really struggled. Um, and take on a really good Ole Miss team. Look, guys, the Rebels up to number 10 in the rankings, 7-1. and one. Um, If they can keep winning, um, you know, hope that Alabama stumbles somewhere and try to find their way into uh, into Atlanta and, and into a New Year's Day Bowl. Yeah, no question. And in Mississippi, again, this is a this is a really good Mississippi team, tremendous offense, a team that can really score. And, and you know, Texas A&M just, Again, just not finding a way to win the game, you know, win games. And that's just what it comes down to. And probably not good enough for for what the, ex- the expectations are um, there. I'm surprised this is only a three-point game, considering it's that Ole Miss, another odds makers uh, special. But, you know, what do they always say? Vegas knows. But I think it's a game where Texas A&M can really – do some damage. They're not going to win the SEC, I don't think, but you know they got a chance here to if they win this one to beat Mississippi State, beat Abilene Christian, which is you know they should. And now you feel like you're eight and three heading to LSU at the end, and you feel pretty good about yourself. You feel much better anyway. So now this is like that right the ship kind of game, but you got to beat a quality opponent, which they have not done. Yeah, this is a time to put the what ifs behind you. You know what if you showed up for the Miami game. What if you played the second half against Alabama and Tennessee? Those two games in particular, Alabama and Tennessee, those were two tough opponents that that Texas A&M, you could make a case they should have beaten. Now it's time to figure out how to go out there and not have the woulda, coulda, shouldas. Go out and play four quarters of football and get a win over a highly ranked team. So, again, it's the Aggies on the road in Oxford at Ole Miss taking on the 10th-ranked Rebels. Uh, Coach Jimbo Fisher talking earlier this week about that matchup. Let's listen in, and we'll talk on the other side. Well, I mean, I think the balance, they run the football, take shots, and the quarterback can create plays with his legs. I mean, they're physical up front, but they got the receivers. The transfer portal has been tremendous for them. They've, they've done a great job. I mean, you know, some people do it in, in high school recruiting. Some guys do it in the portal. They're doing it, do it in the portal and get experienced guys. The guys can make plays down the field. Dart can take shots. He can create plays with his legs, you know, when things break down or if it's planned. So, I mean, you're playing a, a team that can run with the backs, run with the quarterback, and throw the ball down the field with with very uh, dynamic playmakers, whether they're, they're quick change of direction guys, can get the ball in screen game and stuff, or can take shots down the field. So, I mean, they're very balanced, have very good, very good guys. Yeah, Jimbo knows that the key is going to be shutting down this offense. Uh, this Lane Kiffin offense is pretty impressive. They do a fantastic job of – they can they can mix the run and the pass and and they're really good at, at doing that and and this is a difficult uh, team they score thirty nine points a game Ole Miss um, and so you've got to slow that offense down if you want to win. Yeah, and and the defense has been key and and you've just got to get the offense some consistency. You got to protect Johnson at quarterback. He's taken way too many hits. You, the offensive line has to elevate their play. And I know it's it's the same guys. You're not going to find any, you know, you're not going to find some first-round draft pick who just happens to be lost on the bench that you didn't notice. But they've got to get 
they've got to figure out something, you know, schematically to help him get a chance to throw the ball. We've got college football writer Cole Thompson coming up in just a couple of minutes. Later in the show, we've got Danny Sheridan, the veteran college football analyst, with his insights uh, on some of the coaching storylines we'll be following here in this month. Um, I'm going to throw a question out to those guys that I want to throw out to you now. Um, it's We talk about it every single week. Jimbo Fisher. Um, does he survive to go to 2024, or do they write that massive check down in College Station? Well, I mean, if they lose the next four, he ain't coming back, right? I mean, you know, if they, but I think if even if they go one, six and six, but I think if they can get to eight and four, um, and then you are even seven and five, you feel like, okay, well, this is your chance, but then it becomes next year's the year when you got to find a way to do something big. Yeah. I have a hard time seeing them firing him outside of losing, you know, three of the next four. I, I mean, I just don't see you way that Abilene Christian beats Texas A&M because if that happens then he is getting fired yeah. <laughs> um, but but the bottom line is I think he will be the coach next year and as Brad said then you have a stone cold lock I think you got to probably win double digits to keep your job and then if you're a Texas A&M booster you have to hope you don't go back and look at you know Frank Solich in Nebraska and go well you know maybe we should have kept him around <laughs> Joining us now to talk more about this matchup right now, Texas A&M uh, take, taking on Ole Miss, number 11 team in the country. Cole Thompson joins us now, radio show host. He's also a college football writer, FanNation.com, and you can catch him as well on Sports Map Radio. Cole, always good to talk football with you. Uh, welcome back to the show. Um, this Aggies team is one that, you know, we've been talking all season long. Here's a team that it appears has all the ingredients to be 7-1 and one right now. Uh, but here they are again at five and three and really fighting for their lives right now in the SEC West. Yeah, you know, when you have Lane Kiffin making shots every single Monday, it's a great start to the week. I'm not going to lie. Hearing him <laughs> go and say it's three straight years where they should be a top 10 team. Just, wow, look at the talent. Great NFL roster. It's like, oh, thanks, Lane. Yep, you're just turning the knife into the wound. And I'm all for it. Give me the popcorn. Just get your popcorn ready because I'm ready for Oxford. Interesting. <laughs> it really is because... This is such a good defensive rounded, uh, defensive well-minded team. And there were a lot of questions when Mike Galco took the job in Durham to go ahead and replace David Cutcliffe at Duke. And they were trying to figure out who was going to be their defense coordinator. And a lot of people last year wanted DJ Durkin fired because of this was a unit that had five-star talent. This was a unit that led college football in passer, I mean, in uh, passing yards allowed. But they only finished with 19 sacks on a defensive line that currently leads the F uh, leads the power five level in sacks and tackles for loss. So the entire question was, well, where is the switch that just turns on? And it's veteranship. I mean, you have guys like Fadil Diggs now going into his senior season, and you have guys like Walter Nolan, the former number one overall recruit defensively, now a sophomore, and he gets a little bit more, and he lost about 20 pounds still this offseason. So he's a little bit more durable. And Albert Regis is a year older, and McKinley Jackson still is a factor. And Edrin Cooper, I mean, Edrin Cooper is basically a heat-seeking missile that has one goal set in mind, and it is destroy the quarterback because of the guy is literally highlight reel. He leads all FBS players, I mean, group of uh, Power 5 players in tackles for losses, 
He has seven sacks at the middle linebacker position. Lane said yesterday that this was uh, the potential SEC defensive player of the year. If I was voting today, Edger Cooper would be my pick. But the problem, again, resides offensively. And that's kind of been the area for a while for Texas A&M. And you thought, okay, well, you get rid of the play caller and you move off of, you know, Daryl Dickey, not really Daryl Dickey. It's actually Jimbo Fisher. He's pretending he's just using that guy as a scapegoat. Uh, So you bring in a Bobby Petrino and Bobby in non-power five games looks phenomenal. I mean, they're averaging, I think it was 38.2 points per game. And now in the last four SEC games, they have yet to score a touchdown in the second half. And they've always had road struggles. This is a team that's going into Oxford currently on an eight-game true losing streak on the road. So you see it, but then you're sitting you're asking yourself, well, what's the problem? Well, why can't we get over this hump? You know, we have future NFL wide receivers, and we have, you know, a top five offensive line recruiting class, and we have literally a star-studded defensive front that even Lane has to drop his jar and go, wow, I can't make a dig at this team. I can make a dig at the coach, but I can't do it at this team. And I think therein lies the problem, is you kind of have your answer at the same time. And I don't think I have to say it for you to know something's fishy up in College Station. Yeah, no question about that. It's, you know, you can, I know you can look on the, you know, the sunny side and say, well, you know, you know, one score lost. Um, you know, at Tennessee and home against Alabama. But at some point, and we talked about this back before the season about this Aggies team, that this is a team that, look, you know, you've got to, you know, going in, the SEC West is a juggernaut, right? I mean, every single weekend is going to be, it's going to be crazy. Um, you know, but the, you know, the, the, the question then begins though, okay, well, every team is like this. I mean, you can look over in the SEC East and Kentucky's the same way. They're riding high, they're five and oh. And they get the, you know, what kicked out of them down in Athens and they haven't won since. Um, You've got to find a way if you're in the SEC to find an extra gear. If you're going to be among the conference elite and if you are, then you're among the nation's elite. The big question, though, Larry, is just like, so so here's what it really comes down to. It's that A&M treats itself as if they are a prominent program in the SEC. And so the standard is raised a little bit more, you know. We talk about Mark Stoops, and Mark Stoops right now has a losing record in conference play. And it's it's shameful because of the guy's actually a very good coach, but he also is a good coach for Lexington. He also is a good coach for the SEC East, where the program hadn't had. I mean, Bear Bryant up until last year was the all-time leader in wins. Bear Bryant hasn't coached in Lexington, Kentucky since 1956. Like, that's saying something about where your football program is. Shane Beamer, I actually think, is a very good coach. I get it. Right now, he's being emotional, and he's breaking his foot, and he's now 0-1 with a broken foot. Like, it's all fun and games, but I actually think he's a good fit for Columbia, South Carolina. But if you go and you raise your standard you also raise the standard of results. And that's not saying, oh, we're going to punch out NFL talent like LSU, or we're going to send future five-star wide receivers to the NFL like Alabama, or we're going to be a nine-win team and consider that a blessing like Florida. No, Florida fired Dan Dan Mullen because of he hated recruiting and also because he didn't meet the standard. And this was a coach that took you to two New Year's Six Bowl games. And you still fired him. There is a standard set of these major programs. And so the problem with right now that's going on is that there's certain ways about doing things. And in my opinion, it just feels like 
until there is a complete and total balance in roster construct of who is running the show, or until you kind of sit there and admit, this is where we reside. We are a nine-win team at best, and that's where we are comfortable being. Then, unfortunately, the boosters are going to continue to ask for better results, and I just don't know if you can have it right now. And it's a shame because of all these kids eventually will see through the charade and either you will not get them to come to your school, even when you put and invest millions and millions of dollars into a brand new complex and a brand new state-of-the-art indoor athletic facility, or they'll come to the school, they'll see the losing results, and then they'll transfer and you'll be in a worse spot because of it. Yeah. Talking with Cole Thompson of FanNation.com, SportsMap Radio as well. Uh, Look, it's a weekly question in College Station, so we'll throw it out there. Jimbo Fisher. Uh, do the boosters want him gone? No. Do they want him gone bad enough that they're going to sign no. a massive check? No, I'm just going to end it right there. No, um, it's not that. Okay. Yes. I'm sure that they would. There's not enough oil money in the world that can get rid of $77.8 million in 2023. It's, 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 it's just not possible. And so he would have to lose out emphatically. And I think that even, I think securing Bull eligibility this year is enough for him to keep his job one more season. Now, next season, that's where I think all the wheels are off, and that's where we see what happens. But this season, no, I think I think no, I think as long as they get one more win and they play Abilene Christian, they'll get one more win. And they'll, they'll, they'll be fine. Exactly. That's all it takes. And they play Abilene Christian. That's that's a game. That, that's that's a game that I'll pay for. Yeah. I've always wondered why so many SEC teams schedule that cupcake like in, in late November. Maybe it's just because just in case things go south. Yes. We get that win. We go, look, hey, we're going to a bowl. <laughs> That's I think honestly, yeah. Hey, 11 a.m. kick. We're gonna we're gonna get that win. Right. Exactly. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, Cole, we will uh we will leave it there as always. We, we appreciate your time uh and your insights. Uh enjoy the games this weekend and we'll talk with you soon. Appreciate you guys. All right, appreciate it. Cole Thompson, once again, he's with uh, FanNation.com, college football writer, also radio show host on SportsMap Radio. Always good to get his insights. Back with more after this. If I was your mother and you had a drug problem, I'd grab you by the ear and make you call and get help. You can be in treatment tomorrow and start to get clean in seven days. Follow mom's advice and call the Detox and Treatment Helpline now. Write this number down. 877-927-3380. 877-927-3380. That's 877-927-3380. Attention business owners, have you filed for your employee retention credit and been approved? Are you now waiting for your refund check from the IRS instead of waiting months to a year plus? How would you like to get your ERC money in about 10 days? Now you can. With ERCMoneyUpfront.com, we help business owners that have filed their employee retention credit and been approved to get their money faster. If you're getting between $75,000 and $5 million, we could get you up to a 70% advance on that money in about 10 days. To learn more about how you can get your ERC money faster, call this number right now. Speak with one of our funding specialists and have a text sent to your cell phone with details. 800-279-0419-800-279-0419-800-279-0419. That's 800-279-0419. This is not a loan product except in California. An offer is not available in the state of Massachusetts.
All right, we've been promising that we're going to talk about the Heisman Trophy race with uh, one month to go here in the regular season. Uh, fellas, a lot of names out there. Uh, Michigan's J.J. McCarthy, in no order here. Washington quarterback Michael Penix, uh, Dylan Gabriel of, of Oklahoma, Jordan Travis of, of Florida State, Bo Nix of Oregon, uh, Jaden Daniels, Brock Bowers, um, Marvin Harrison Jr. Just some of the names are being thrown out there right now. Um, who's your guy and 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 why? Well, okay. There's a difference between who I think is going to win the Heisman and who I think the best player is. Like, I really think Marvin Harrison Jr. is the best player. I think he should win the Heisman if he continues to put up the numbers that he's putting up. And he's going to have his chance, though. If you remember when a wide receiver has won it, they've made huge plays in the big game, whether it was Charles Woodson, whether it was Rocket Ismail back in the day. They had the big game in the big play. So if Marvin Harrison makes big catches against Michigan in that showdown at the end of the year he he's gonna he's got a chance but i think that right now your two favorites are jj mccarthy and michael Penix. um and and they are two guys who are at the top of the they're the tops on the odds makers list um and, and you know some of these guys aren't far behind bo Nix isn't far behind from oregon so it may determine you know who finishes wins that pack tw- uh pack 12 or pack eight or whatever it is now pack two but and then uh, then the other one is the other guy that is a, kind of a sleeper has gone under the radar has put up huge numbers is Jaden Daniels from LSU. Jaden Daniels yeah. has been fantastic. So if they beat Alabama and then win a couple games down the stretch here and you know th- look out they got a chance. He's yeah, got a chance. J- Jaden Daniels is who I would who I would say is the dark horse because if if they if they win against Alabama and they can they can you know win out for the rest of the season his numbers may be better than anybody else's and, and then coming from, you know, nowhere with the early season stumbles and, you know, taking that West, it would, it would definitely be a storyline that would, would catch the Heisman voters eyes. And Mike, Mike, we, none of us have mentioned Jordan Travis from Florida state who is having a fantastic year and they're ranked fourth and they're undefeated and they're in the ACC. So, they're probably going to stay undefeated, so you know that this is definitely. Not but then a guy you're back who... to then you're back to they're in the ACC. That's the, exactly <laughs> the biggest and he problem. A, but he's got to have that moment. Maybe is right. there a moment where they come back and he makes those plays in front of everybody? I, we'll, well see. It's it, it's so tough because how do you judge these games? Because everybody thought Clemson was good when they beat, but beat them, but maybe not. And then North Carolina is good. Well, maybe not. And you know that's that's the problem right now for Florida State. Well, I think, but Florida State, to your point, you've got to have those marquee games where the media is watching, and they're gonna they're gonna get Florida on a big stage. They're gonna get the ACC title game on a big stage. It's all that's before the voting. I think that helps. Jordan Travis is is my dark horse in this. I love Michael Penix Jr. and what he has done. Um, you know, I mean, look, it's 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 not often you get um, that West Coast players get attention. But well, we saw it last year with Caleb Williams and the run that he made. But he was an Oklahoma guy that came out. Michael Penix Jr., most people are just now learning that he started his career at Indiana, right? I mean, not everyone even, even knows that. Um, I think J.J. McCarthy, just, even though Michigan is just running past everybody, I think the sign-stealing scandal hurts him, actually, because I think there will be the question in terms of, okay, well, if you're, if you're not stealing signs, not that no one else ever does that, but it, this has become – I think that actually it's not fair – but I think it hurts him. Uh, but I really like Penix. Um, I think Travis is somebody, if they run the table, and like you said, they they probably they have a good shot at doing that. Um, I'm with you guys, though. I think Marvin Harrison Jr. is the best player in college football. Mike, you've said many times, if he's not hurt last year against Georgia, Ohio State wins that game. They're probably national champs. 
And the conversation going into this season is totally different. Yep. They aren't trying to fire Ryan Day if they lose to Michigan this year then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and you know, that, that will play into what we talk about running into that game day, though. I mean, it's a real thing. Yeah, yeah. Brock Bowers um, is somebody, I think, again, tremendous talent being injured, takes him out of the mix. It's just, it's unfortunate the way he is, All-American. Um, one of my, one of the most fun players to watch in college football. Um, he's just, his IQ and what he does in the field is just outstanding. Um, by the way, we haven't mentioned last year's uh, winner, Caleb Williams. I think we agree that he is not in the race this year. It's just not happening. Uh, he, he's a fantastic player and he's going to go you know, probably the top pick in the NFL draft, but that doesn't necessarily, that's why it's, it's so hard to win back-to-back Heisman's. I mean, I going into the year, I thought he was going to win back-to-back Heisman's. Yeah. But just it like it. For the first month, it looked like it. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and largely it, it's not been his fault as much the stumbling that USC has done, but you got to win. I think it's strange that you, you, you know, the number of wins is a prerequisite to win this because I, I do think that, Football is such a team sport that sometimes, you know, you, you just you can't affect everything as one player, even a quarterback. Got to hit a commercial break. Give me your one name. Who's your winner? I think Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to win. Okay. I, I'm going with it because I think he's going to have a big game against Michigan. Ohio State's going to beat Michigan. And there we go. All right. Cags. Well, uh, I, if I had to bet right now, I would go with Penix. All right. Love Penix. I'm going to go different. I'm going to say Travis. We'll see what happens. All right. Back with more after this. Have you ever met a single person in your life that enjoys paying taxes? No, no one does. If you can't sleep at night because you have a huge problem with the IRS, I've got some free advice for you. This service is strictly limited to individuals that owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes. And if you qualify, we can guarantee that you won't be writing a big fat check to the IRS or our services cost you nothing. The first 100 people that call today will get a free tax consultation worth $500. Stop worrying about your IRS problem. We can help you, we promise. Call the tax doctor right now. I mean right now to learn more. 800-917-8546. 800-917-8546. 800-917-8546. That's 800-917-8546. Packages start at $29.99 a month with signed agreement. Restrictions apply. Speak to a representative for complete offer details. See Vivint.com for license details. Terms and conditions apply. Homeowners, if you're looking for the best in home security and smart home technology at a price you can actually afford. We have great news. Now you can get Vivint's award-winning home security systems starting at about a dollar a day. U.S. News and World Report has recognized Vivint as the best professionally installed home security system of 2022. And right now, you can get Vivint's home security technology for about a dollar a day. Plus, get free professional installation from a licensed technician. Protect your home and loved ones for as low as a dollar a day. Call right now for your free home security consultation. 800-613-8053-800-613-8053-800-613-8053. That's 800-613-8053. You're listening to the Aggie Guys Radio Network. 
Joining us here on the show now for the show, Danny Sheridan. He's a longtime college football analyst, uh, uh, odds maker. He's a fan. He's an expert. Uh, Danny, good to have you on. Hey, we've got a big game this weekend uh, right there in your neck of the woods. Uh, LSU and Alabama. Do uh, you see tied in this one? Well, going back to preseason, I said Alabama would lose two or three games. I still think that. I think they'll lose this week in LSU. Uh, I don't like the way Alabama – I picked Texas to beat Alabama preseason, picked them during the week. I'm going to pick LSU to beat Alabama. I think LSU's a four- or five-point underdog. Alabama, they play – they rush four men who are great at stopping the run, and a good passing team blocks six men on those four. It's real simple to me. You can't let a receiver run free in your secondary for three or four seconds, and Alabama does that. That's why I picked Texas. They had a field day. If Texas hadn't dropped half the passes, they would have done. They would have beaten them worse. And I think LSU, great quarterback in Daniels, and he's going to have a field day again. If Alabama rushed five and six men, put them on the line, and sent like like Georgia does, and send five or six. I would be then Alabama would win, but they're not going to do that. They're going to play conservative. They're going to drop. They're going to rush three men and four men. Anyway, I look for LSU to burn them just like Texas. If for some reason I like to see Alabama win, but I'm picking LSU in the points. And as you know, I'm a mercenary. I only care about the points. But with Alabama playing LSU, Kentucky, even Auburn, I'm not. I think they play Chattanooga in the middle. I'll be surprised if they don't lose one, maybe two more games. And again, I said they would win. They would lose two to three games. They will not be in the playoffs. And hey, they could prove me wrong by beating LSU and finishing out the season. And then they have to play Georgia. And uh, I don't see them beating Georgia. Well, speaking of of mercenaries, we got a we have a couple coaching questions we wanted to to ask you. Florida, you know, is in the midst of a very tough schedule. Are they going to give Napier year three, or is the are the Florida boosters and fans going to force a coaching change down there in the swamp? No, they're going to give him. I do believe I'd be shocked if they fire him. I don't care if he loses all four games. You're going to give if he were to get you know beat sixty six to nothing by Florida State, then they'd be rumbling. But he's going to get year three. You'd have to be a a, a more not a moron, but it would be a major mistake not to give him year three. It takes three years, as you and you know this, Mike, three recruiting classes. Saban won a national championship at LSU, won one in Alabama, three na- three recruiting classes. You see what Kirby's doing. So you have to, he's had two decent recruiting classes. Mullen left him with players about as talented as me and Tony Cordero, maybe a little more talented than me. Not much. I mean, it's just a, what he, Mullen didn't recruit. He ought to be. If I was a lawyer, if I was a practicing lawyer in Florida, I would sue him for his salary for lack of recruiting. So this is what Napier inherited. He's playing, I don't know how many freshmen this year. He played a ton of freshmen last year. And a, again, a garrulous answer. That would be crazy. I don't care if he finishes, he'll finish five and seven, six and six. If he's lucky, seven and five, which is pretty sporty considering their schedule and the crap that Mullen left him. And look, he's got no quarterback. Can you, look, that's Auburn's problem. They have no quarterback. That's going to be rectified. You tell me a silly question. Can you win in this conference without a good quarterback? Not a chance in hell. Yeah, not going to happen. Um, speaking of, a guy who's got a couple of quarterbacks trying to make something happen is uh, <laughs> Jimbo Fisher. And he's been on the hot seat for a while now. He's had a, you know, this isn't a question now of, 
of, you know, stacking classes, although he's recruiting very well in NIL. We've talked about that. Um, but boy, A&M just can't get quite over the hump. Is, is this Jimbo's last year? How hot is his seat right now? And will the boosters write that big check to get him out of town? Well, first of all, I happen to think he's a very good coach. And my first question to you before I answer that is, can you tell me if the price of oil is going to increase over the next couple of months? If it's going to increase, he's, it's a little shaky because they could probably raise the money in a few phone calls. Right. If it drops or stays the same, I think he'll get another year. I would be surprised if he doesn't get another year. Again, he's, they're going to be, I think he's going to lose big time to LSU at the end of the year. That's not going to sit well. But Jimbo should finish at worst seven and five, possibly eight and four. And he could upset, they could upset Ole Miss this week. And they got Abilene, Abilene Christian. I think that's a school in Texas. They got Mississippi State, both of those at home. And he's got Mississippi and LSU on the road. So I will give him the Mississippi State win. Of course, the Abilene Christian win. And it's not out of the realm of, you know, possibility. He could he could upset or they could upset Miami, excuse me, Mississippi, Ole Miss, or LSU. Will not upset Ole Miss. So seven and five, eight and four is very achievable. And I don't think he'll be fired. And if the price of oil goes over $100 a barrel, all bets are off. <laughs> There's some about- crazy people out there. <laughs> now, and let me say that. Let me say that anybody that were to follow Jimbo is going to get, if they were to be fired, which I would not do, I would give him at least another year. And anybody that would follow him, as, as you pointed out, got a hell of a, a lot of talent on that team. Yeah. And a problem he's had, his quarterback, uh, Calzada was doing well. I think he upset Alabama a couple of years ago. And his quarterback, he's had, Different quarterbacks, they've been injured, but very good team, and I think they're very well coached. And I thought I was very lucky that Alabama beat uh, Texas A&M. It's just one of those things. Uh, I think if they go for it on fourth and two, trailing by, I can't remember, nine, I think, instead of kicking the field goal, I I think they would have made it. They could pass Alabama silly, and it's a different ball game. But, hey – Beat upset Alabama, the first coach to save and system to do it two years ago. And then as a 24-point underdog in Tuscaloosa, lost by one, about three or four points, last play of the game. The guy's doing something right. You know, when you look at up at Penn State, is Coach Franklin uh, in any danger because 10-2 and two isn't good enough? Will Penn State make the – Nebraska mistake that they did with Coach Solich where where his record wasn't good enough? That's a great point, Mike. That's exactly what will happen. I mean, Penn State's a great program, but I mean, when you got to butt heads with Ohio State and Michigan and, and a couple of teams in the conference, Wisconsin every now and then is good, and there are a few other teams I can't think of that are decent. When you got to butt heads with those two teams and you can finish 10-2 and two and go to a major bowl game or 10-1, and one, I'm not ruling out Penn State upsetting Michigan. I'm not going to rule that out, but let's say they don't. I mean, how, I don't. Now you got to go. I, you, Tony, and Larry, you tell me when was the last time a ten and two coach got fired? I don't remember that. I'm not talking about a scandal, but I, I, I just don't see that happening. And Franklin, it's just you know, what do you want? You want to be everybody wants to be Alabama, and they want to be Georgia now because they're the gold standard. Hell, that ain't going to happen at Mississippi State and Ole Miss. And I don't care if you bring in Newt Rockney and Bear Bryant. It's just not going to happen. And unless Ohio State falls off the map, 
which I don't see happening, or Michigan. Michigan, when Harbaugh leaves, they might drop off a little, but they're still Michigan. So again, it's I'm very garrulous today. It would be insane to file to fire to fire a guy who did what I didn't think was possible. He wanted Vanderbilt. Hell, he took him to a bowl game. Yeah. So major mistake. Yeah, good point. Talking with Danny Sheridan here, a little college football coaching, uh, getting his insights on some of the positions around the country. Let's go to Arkansas now. And Sam Pittman is one of those guys that um, you know, again, um, you know, hasn't done enough to kind of crack the upper echelon. Uh, how much time does he have on the job down there in Fayetteville? Well, let's remember, and I know you know this, when Pittman took over, that team had won, I don't know, three games in three years, something horrible. He uh, he turned it around. He won, not counting the first year, they were horrible, three and eight or four and seven, I don't remember. But he turned it around to where, they. and this sounds funny, they won, they were eight and eight. I mean, they were, excuse me, they, were, they won 16 and 16 something like break even 500 and he's got it in his contract that he signed last year, which shows you the brain trust at Arkansas. They're just happy that he could even break even. And the contract I believe says if he stays at 500 that this year finishes 500 for the last two or three years, he gets $17 million. If he doesn't and falls one game below 500 at the end of this season, he gets, I think eight or 9 million. So Hell, why would you fire him? I mean, you're going to get somebody else. Pittman's done a great job, and he's just paying the price this year. They don't sneak up on anybody. They sure played a hell of a game against Alabama, and they had nothing left for Mississippi State the next week, which I understand. Pittman was talking about their sleepwalking. Hell, when you put everything in upsetting Alabama, and they should have, but they didn't. Anyway, that that generally happens. The answer to your question is, uh, yeah, it's a, it comes down to a you know, $17 million buyout, if he if he wins or he breaks 500 or better, which he will, or 11 million if he doesn't, good coach, no way you get rid of until next year. It'd be insanity. And if you do, you send the message out there to everybody else. This guy resurrected your program. He's having a lousy year this year. It happens. You what? What other coach is going to think about? You're going to run the coach at Arkansas? I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't mind it for the money, but other than that, that'd be about it. <laughs> You know, when you look at two jobs in the Big Ten, is Tom Allen going to stay at at uh, Indiana? And does can anybody win there? And then who takes that Michigan State job with all the scandal and things that are going on around it that makes it a little less attractive than it might normally be? Well, with Tom Allen, first of all, he played a hell of a game against. Penn State last week, his buyout I read was twenty-two million dollars, and if they wait one year, they being Indiana, his buyout is like about eight million. So what I'm, I would be saying to the brain trust, you know, we can save fourteen million dollars because no one's going to come in here win next year, and let's just give him another year and see if he can bring along his guys. So I think that would be a major mistake firing him again. I let's remember this is a guy. Correct me if I'm wrong. Three years ago, 2020, was the Big Ten coach of the year. Did he all of a sudden get brain dead? I don't think so. It's just, hell, if I'm Indiana, you know, you, you just can't recruit against those guys. I guess the big thing for them is their, I guess it's a rivalry in the state, beat Purdue at the end of the year. Is that a big deal? And they could do that. Because of the money, I would be very surprised if they fired him. And because he was coach of the year three years ago in the Big Ten and also received national honors. I don't know if he was coach of the year, but he received a lot of honors, coaching honors. 
And you asked me about one more program in the Mich- Michigan State. Oh boy. Well, you know, <laughs> they would t- I was talking to some friends of mine. They said, Well, you know, they got Mike Elko on their uh, radar. And I said, Well, listen, anybody that can win at Duke like he did is unbelievable. But I'm thinking to myself, if I'm Mike Elko, I'm gonna leave the ACC to play Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, Oregon, Washington, UCLA. You got to be out of your mind. So I don't know who they're going to get. I would imagine they will get uh, an assistant coach, a good, a hot assistant coach, because it's a, it's a good job. Uh, I thought Tucker had him, and you know he, he did a nice job. Hadn't done well, obviously, this year, but it's the middle of the, ever since Saban left. And did Nick Saban? Uh, dominate over there hell no it's just a it's like i'm trying to give you it's like not mississippi state in the sec but you get the point i don't know what they're going to do but i would not i would want to if whoever the coach is i i would never coach there unless they gave me a guaranteed four or five year deal because i'm going to get my butt beat and no matter how well i do and every now and then i may get lucky like michigan state and upset michigan anyway another garrulous answer and beware for that cell phone clause in your contract. Um, That's no, true, too. <laughs> we got about a minute left here for Danny Sheridan. Um, just curious, uh, which Kelly winds up or, or wears out his welcome sooner? Uh, Brian at LSU or Chip at UCLA? Oh, Chip would be a definite favorite, Larry. He's the <laughs> favorite. Well, you can't listen. I, I don't bet on sports, but I'd make that bet. I don't know when it's going to happen. He's doing a nice job. I got a great young quarterback, but definitely Chip Kelly will wear his welcome out. And if Brian Kelly upsets Saban for the second year in a row, he's going to get a statue at LSU and he'll get a, an extension immediately after the year. He, he already gets 500 grand just for making a bowl. I mean, that's a that's a sweet deal. <laughs> you know hey danny we are out of time unfortunately but always great stuff we can't wait to talk to you again we appreciate your time and enjoy the games this weekend appreciate you having me on y'all take care thank you thanks so much danny sheridan you remember years ago there was a guy on cnn sports uh tony cordero our producer and i used to talk with him all the time there uh usa today a longtime college football analyst and expert and uh thrilled we have him here with us keep it here much more to come after we pay a bill stay with us are you tired of your website making your business look bad is your current web developer dropping the ball let's face it if your website isn't making you money it's broken let neon rain create a website that turns your visitors into customers neon rain has worked with hundreds of businesses across north america building custom websites and applications with modern designs that are easy to update and work well on mobile devices. They can do it for you too. What sets Neon Rain apart? They actually deliver on their promises. Call today for a free consultation. 303-957-3092. That's Neon Rain at 303-957-3092. Or visit them at neonrain.com. Hey, airline travelers. Let's say you have a problem and you need to change or cancel an existing airline reservation. What do you do? Well, Skywatch is a free service that can help anyone with any airline reservation fix it. Whether you want to cancel it, change your dates, or add passengers, we can help fix your airline reservations so you get exactly what you need. We've updated our computer database and now have access to every airline around the globe. So now you can make one phone call, regardless of who booked your airline tickets, 
notes, and we'll change it, cancel it, and fix it for you. We know the insider secrets to fixing reservations that the airlines don't want you to know about. So if you need to cancel, change, or modify an existing airline reservation, call Skywatch right now. It's a free call, so let us fix it for you. 800-413-7158. That's 800-413-7158. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. 800-448-0828. 800-448-0828. 800-448-0828. That's 800-448-0828. Time now for our picks. And uh, look, let's just stop first. And we we take our hat off to Brad Sturdy. Um, take our hats off to Brad Sturdy because I, th- I think his middle name is DraftKings. I mean, it is just uh, <laughs> he is it's unbelievable. He's I mean he's making the odds makers in Vegas uh, really nervous right now. Brad three and zero again last week. Uh, Mike and I two and one. Just bringing up the rear uh, over here. Three games uh, untapped that um, for your picking pleasure. Let's start with the big one in the SEC, LSU. At Alabama, I, I think if this game was at LSU, I think I would pick LSU because I think they could cause enough havoc with their noise and the stands and different things for the Alabama offense. The LSU offense can score, but I, I think the Alabama defense is good enough in the middle to slow down this running game a little bit and put some give them some trouble. And I think their offense will score against LSU because every other offense does as well. Yeah, I, I think uh, Daniels is going to have a heck of a day. And I actually am going to go with Danny Sheridan, and I'm going to I'm going to pick LSU to pull the major major upset and beat Nick Saban. Wow! And the Tide. Look at that, boy! Danny really did a number on you, didn't he? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going with Danny. So Danny, if you're listening, don't let me down. <laughs> I don't I'm know. Going- I, I may have to put my track record up against him right now. Say so. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. Brad is he is in. He, as Dan Patrick would say, he is in fuego right now. Yes, yes, he is. <laughs> Literally, Midas. Everything he touches turns to gold. He's combusting. Uh, he's combusting. <laughs> That's right. So I'm going tied in this one. I mean, again, it's at home. I think Alabama, for what it's worth, it's just one of those where they were sluggish early, lost to Texas, struggled at South Florida. Um, Milrose come on and has really matured um, as a quarterback. And uh, I think the tide right now, it's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take them as they're on the march to Atlanta. Uh, just like Sherman. Um, okay, uh, let's go out west. Washington at USC. I'll take Washington. I think Michael Penix is going to slice and dice that USA defense. USC defense. Uh, I, I do think USC will score as well. I think they're going to make it interesting, but I think that that Washington wins this one. Yeah, I think Washington wins this until USC gets rid of Alex Grinch. I think he's going to ruin their Christmas. <laughs> You waited all season for that, haven't you? Yes, <laughs> I have. <laughs> yeah, Trojans don't play any defense. I mean, this is they, they just don't. I mean, you know, if you're giving up, what, 49 to Cal? Um, I agree with wow. you. They have a field day. This may be like a scrimmage if they're not careful. So, like the Huskies in this, um, as they march on and see uh, what they can do here in the in the postseason. Missouri at Georgia. Um, you know, at one time it would have been an automatic, but the Tigers are playing really well right now. 
you if you look back, Missouri has given Georgia fits in games. They really have. If this game was at Missouri, I am actually inclined to think about a possible upset, but it's not. It's at Georgia, and so therefore Georgia wins, and they continue their undefeated streak, and they win like their 5,000th game in a row. <laughs> this is the week for the Missouri Tigers. I'm telling you, this week, the Missouri Tigers are going to go into Georgia and lose. <laughs> going out on a limb there, Mike. I'm going out on a limb on this one. But that's twice. My dog ears have gone, huh? <laughs> 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 what you talking about, Willis? Um, yeah, I'm I'm gonna I, I Brad, I'm with you. Missouri has had their number, whatever it's it's just one of those things, right? It's like you know, Penn State mm-hmm. basketball with Illinois, they just they can't figure them out. Yep. Um but I, I'm I'm gonna go with Georgia because I'm now a believer after an entire season of waiting for the dogs to fall off where they were before and Carson Beck isn't Stetson Bennett and yada and yada and yada. They just keep going out and just dominating. Um, and since the Kentucky game, they've just been on their game. So I think same thing at Sanford Stadium. They they win and and they march on. So we will see how we did. Uh, again, last week Brad three and zero. Mike and I went two and one. We'll see. Maybe we'll do a little better. Um, we we may, Mike. We may lose Brad to one of the the betting apps uh, before this is all done. I mean, I. I you see all the commercials with, you know, Jamie Foxx and, and I can't, yeah, Brad can't play the piano or sing. Or, well, no, they, they didn't have me doing that. Yeah. Kevin Hart. That's the other one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, Kevin, nobody well, Brad's wants too to tall that. for that. Yeah. Brad's too tall for <laughs> you, anything. You Kevin Hart five does. foot for Kevin Hart. <laughs> exactly. He's going to replace these guys as the spokesman for him. But he, does that mean we have to watch yeah. Brad in celebrity NBA basketball games? Yes. Oh, that's going to be oh, painful. Man. Yeah. Maybe if it's celebrity softball. Oh, there we go. Let me play that. There you go. I might dominate that. I was going to say, those guys have no idea what's happening. They don't know. They're going to be like, what? Who's this dude? Who's this cat? Why do they call him Hall of Famer? Well, you'll see. Hang on. Yeah, exactly. All right. As always, the time goes by way too fast. Glad you joined us. uh, And we appreciate all of our guests who stopped by uh, for Brad and Mike, for our producer, Tony, uh, guys in audio, Josh and Patrick. Uh, I'm Larry. Hey, enjoy the games. Enjoy the weekend. We'll see you right back here. Same time, same place next week. The preceding program is a product of Rise Above Productions and Revision Sound. Join us next week for the latest edition of the Aggie Guys Sports Spectacular.